Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special edition of Through Conversations podcast, the last one of the year of 2023. This episode is a bonus edition where I'll be covering my biggest lessons from 2023, from my favorite episodes, the most popular episodes, and also I will give you a preview on what to expect in the new year. This past year has been really an extraordinary journey. I've had the privilege of interviewing some of the world's most brilliant minds, and I have connected with a thoughtful, curious, and truth-seeking community throughout the entire year, for which I am profoundly grateful. In this edition of the podcast, I wanted to dive deep into some of the lessons I've gained from interviewing individuals such as Noam Chomsky, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Paulina Pompliano, Anna Lorena Fabrega, John Verveke, Marianne Williamson, among others that have truly impacted the way I see my time on Earth and have changed my perspective in many different fields, ranging from are UFOs are real? What will happen with the Ukraine-Russia war? How will artificial intelligence change our social norms and our social interactions? Will AI really replace the workforce? And what would that mean for an entirety of a segment of the population who have meaning and find meaning through the work they, that they do. And many other themes that include resilience, how to develop resilience, how to prepare for the future of the education, how to embrace these new facets of our world regarding education, and how to become a better version of ourselves as we head into the new year, 2024, which, according to my latest poll, Almost 35 to 36% of people who answer the poll believe that the year won't be very easy, to, to put it mildly. I'll, I'll show you the results here in a minute. But maybe we can change this. I believe we can change our perception of the new year by reflecting on what we learned throughout 2023 and also having a better outlook on what are the potential, on reflecting on what potential do we have as the new year emerges, and I believe that through conversations with the most brilliant minds, we are in a better position to improve on the outlook for the new year and also to make it happen, to make the year a better year for everyone. So let's dive deep into it. The first conversation I want to discuss with you is with Professor Noam Chomsky, where he came for the third time on the show. He appeared for the third appearance on the show. Professor Chomsky has been a great guest on the show. He has covered so many ideas ranging from the Russia-Ukraine war to the future of humanity with artificial intelligence, which really surprised me when I learned how he was already filled in with all of what was happening with the world of ChatGPT and all these new chatbots. And in his words, let's see what he believes how the world will change with AI. Professor, moving on to an article you wrote on artificial intelligence. You wrote it last the last couple of weeks. And it got me thinking on your thoughts on, of course, you, you write them thoroughly in that article, but in the future, and which is moving very rapidly for many of us, including my generation, who has to transition and adapt to a world where... AI can come to get all of our jobs. So what are your thoughts for our listeners who haven't read your article on ChatGPT, on artificial intelligence, on its dangers in terms of not only 
taking jobs, but also building a more dangerous world for all of us and its potential threats? Well, we should first um, recognize that a huge amount of the discussion about chatbot and other such devices is totally groundless. Uh, these have nothing to do. They tell us these systems are designed in such a way that in principle, they can tell us nothing about language, about learning, about intelligence, about thought, nothing. They do some very sophisticated, there's a lot of sophisticated programming, but basically what it comes down to is sophisticated high-tech plagiarism. That's uh, in a certain way, I mean, you have a computer, when you type in a letter, you get hints about what the next word ought to be, autofill. Well, this is glorified autofill. It's ways of making a good guess about what your next word ought to be in a sequence of words. If you do this with an astronomical database, extraordinary database, supercomputers, a couple of billion parameters, uh, string it together, you get something that looks pretty much like uh, uh, normal language use. The programming is quite sophisticated, so you don't you don't uh, choose the most probable next word because if you did that, it would look kind of bland and not very interesting. So you pick a lower probability word, so it's a little bit surprising. That makes it gives the false impression that something's happening, but. Uh, and there, uh, there's as far I mean, conceivably somebody will come up with a constructive purpose. So far, there's none, but it's very dangerous in many ways. And not so much taking jobs, I, maybe in the long term, but I don't think that's a major thing. It's dangerous in other ways. For one thing, people take it seriously. There are cases people think they're talking. They ask. It's like asking questions of uh, these devices that the, what are they called? The, Alexa. Alexa. You ask Alexa, uh, should I, you know, should I leave my wife or something? Alexa says something or other. Well, if it's Alexa, you don't pay that much attention. If it's a chatbot, you do pay attention. And there are already documented cases of people getting deluded into believing these things are real. Uh, Thomas Friedman had an article in the New York Times about it, in which he wasn't criticizing it, he was accepting it. He was saying, oh my God, it's Promethean, the greatest advance ever. Uh, well, people fall for it, cause them a lot of problems. Uh, the uh, It's a terrific technique of defamation and disinformation, and that's already being used especially when you combine it with uh, artificial image creation, which is not very hard. You get things, you can put somebody's name under it, def fantastic defamation, massive ways of de de disinformation. As soon as it gets with bots and organized societies behind it, it'll be a flood. Uh, all of this can be extremely dangerous. Uh, uh, no scientific interest, no intellectual interest, but uh, it does have, could have major effects. 
uh, it's conceivable that it might replace some work, like maybe routine coding or something like that. But uh, uh, it's it's a very threatening, dangerous development. Professor, yeah, it's a it's a counter idea, counter argument to all of the hype that we're seeing in terms of ChatGPT and artificial intelligence. It's also a sombering thought that without checks and balances, these technologies can pose threats that we can't even imagine with heightened disinformation and the effects of uh, fake images constructed and many more, many more dangers. And it's important to have these conversations to have them in mind. I also asked Professor Chomsky on his outlook for the 2024 presidential election, which for many of our listeners believe that it will be one of the most consequential elections in history. And for Professor Chomsky, he believes that democracy is on the line. After listening to his take on the 2024 presidential election, I believe it is of the utmost duty to become informed. And I will keep you updated as I will host more of the presidential candidates in this podcast. Next year, coming next year, I've had the privilege of interviewing presidential Democratic presidential candidate Marianne Williamson, which I will discuss her insights of my insight of our conversation in the next segment. I also asked Professor Chomsky on his insights into the potential conflict with China, and he believes that there cannot be a conflict with China. There cannot be a conversation that even entertains that idea since it would mean the mutual destruction of both nations and potentially of the whole globe. One U.S. general a couple of weeks ago predicted that there would be a U.S.-China war within two years. There can't be a U.S.-China war. Both countries get destroyed. There's no such thing. Generals, Congress talk about it as if it's a possibility. It's very casual talk about nuclear wars, utterly shocking. Overall, having the opportunity to discuss with Professor Chomsky has been a tremendous honor. For three years, he's been on the show, and I'm hoping that he'll join me again next year, and we will be able to discuss some of the world's most pressing issues that we're facing, including the emergence of the Israeli-Palestinian war, the continuance of the Russia-Ukraine war, his insights, his updated insights into artificial intelligence, and what is he in the lookout for in this election cycle, this presidential election cycle. So stay tuned. The second conversation that had tremendous impact in my year was with Neil deGrasse Tyson. I, I remember that in my conversation, I kept mentioning, I, I kept saying the word, the wrong, I kept saying the title incorrectly, saying Starry Messenger instead of Starry Messenger. Hopefully I'm getting it right now. But his book really transformed the way I see my time on Earth, the way I relate with the Earth itself, the universe, and the cosmic perspectives that he shares with me with his book and also with my conversation transformed really my perspective. We don't have much time on this Earth. It feels like a lifetime, which it is, but as you said, it's a blink of an eye on an Earth calendar. And so... That's another cosmic perspective to bring to bear on your life. How will you live your everyday life? As though you're going to live forever or as though, you know, I have a 
finite amount of time left. Let me make the best of it. Let me make sure the world is better off for me having lived in it. Hmm. As you can see, there were many themes here that we really need to embrace regarding how we see our time on Earth and how much effort we put into dividing ourselves and into not connecting with the universe, not connecting with the rarity that it is, that truly is being alive. Look at how much effort we invest dividing ourselves. It's huge. You know, what side of this line in the sand were you born in? Who do you worship? Who do you sleep with? What's your hair color? What do you, what language do you speak? There are all of these ways we divide one another on earth. And it's very tribal when you think about it. And what the universe tells us is we're all the same. Our atoms are traceable to stars that manufactured them in their core, exploded, scattered that enrichment across the galaxy, from which you have next generations of star systems, one of which was the solar system. So we are stardust that came together on a planet achieving consciousness. And this is profound. And I hope that your perspective does also get favored and get enriched with that conversation. I hope you can watch it fully. With Dr. Tyson, I also had the privilege of asking him about his perspective on the emergence of UFOs and UFO sightings throughout the year. Especially when we recorded our conversation, there were a, a tremendous amount of newly UFO sightings being published on social media every day. So I was able to ask him on that. And in his words, he believes that most of them perhaps are not real or cannot be verified. And he sarcastically says that it's very interesting that all of those UFO insights happened around a Navy airbase or a Navy or a military zone. And so that was really interesting. Take a look. It seems to me that if we were being invaded by aliens, you would not need government hearings to establish that fact. That's how I look at it. There is no understanding of alien visits that has them only visit restricted Navy airspace to be picked up by pilots. And they're fuzzy at that. Meanwhile, we have telescopes parked a million miles away, taking sharp images of gas clouds millions of light years away. We have rovers on other planets taking pictures of rocks. And you're telling me the best images we have of aliens visiting Earth are these lights? I'm not convinced. Lastly, one of the biggest themes that I covered with Dr. Tyson throughout our conversation and especially throughout the year with most of my guests was artificial intelligence and his perspective on how it'll change the world and the opportunities that may arise with it. And it was one of those moments in the podcast that I couldn't have envisioned when I discussed, when I shared with Dr. Tyson one of my my own personal predictions of the, of how AI will affect our time on Earth. And I told him that perhaps with this newly found time when we're not going to work as much as we have worked in the past, there are estimates that AI will remove 300 million people from their workforce, taking their jobs. And my prediction was that maybe with this new free time, we would be able to embrace and explore and honor our time on Earth by unleashing our creative potential in his words and 
Take a look at this segment. That's a fascinating prediction, what's going on with work. If you go back to, was it the 1950s or 60s, as automation became more and more prevalent, people were saying, oh, we will no longer need a five-day work week. We'll have a three-day work week. And what they were imagining was that there was a fixed amount of work that needed to be done. And then when you have machines do it, then there's nothing left for you to do. What they did not consider is that if machines do the easy task, now you can do other work and make even more money than you did. You still work the five days, but now you make five days worth of money in three days, and now you make extra money in those other two days because of the automation. In a way, it also will open our doors to engage in activities that bring us awe, that bring us inspiration. Now that we may not be so caught up in work, we can reconnect in a way we... Yeah, that's a fascinating prediction that would be re really transformative if it comes true. That was really encouraging for me hearing that Dr. Tyson believed that that was a fascinating prediction when he implied he hoped it'll happen because that's one of the biggest themes that I will cover in my upcoming book in 2024, which I will discuss a bit further more in the conversation, more details on it later on. The third conversation I want to highlight is with Marianne Williamson, presidential Democratic presidential candidate for 2024 for the United States. In this conversation, we delve deep into her presidential aspirations and her approach to existential challenges. We also discussed her stance on the Russia-Ukraine war, foreign policy, and how she envisions changing U.S. politics. We also reflected on her views on AI, on artificial intelligence, and for her, this was one of the main issues she would like to address should she become the next president of the United States. In her words, you know, the vast, vast, vast majority of jobs in the United States could be taken over by some kind of AI related um, activity, which, of course, would be profoundly disruptive to our economies. But it's gotten even worse than that. When you see some of the things that happen with AI and there's a sense of, you know, it's almost like a Stanley Kubrick film at this point. Um you know, I read one article about where AI had been asked, could you basically subjugate the human race? And the response was, well, we're not there yet, but we're getting there. So this we've got to get very serious about this. We also discussed the fentanyl crisis that is affecting tremendously the United States and how China plays into the equation and how the border, the southern border is really a tremendous challenge that the United States is facing, but one that she stresses, it's more of a humane crisis than a national security, but also emphasizing that they're both tied up. So her perspective is that once we embrace that it's a humanitarian crisis, we could be in a much better position to handling the national security challenges that are also emerging, such as the fentanyl crisis and the insecurity in the southern border. Speaking with Marianne was a humbling experience. It was very enlightening to see her press and to hear her presidential platform. And it opened the perspective on how it is of the utmost importance to hear the, every a candidate's perspectives, every candidate's policy platform and, her, and their agendas as we really go into the new presidential cycle. We feel deep within us that it we it may be one of the most consequential elections we will ever face. I believe that personally, and that is why I'm hoping that next year all of the presidential candidates join me 
to discuss their platforms here so all of you can have a better perspective on their policies. Next up is John Verveke, one of my favorite guests on the show. Professor Verveke has been, again, like Chomsky, has been one of the most recurring guests on the show and we always have an amazing conversation, an enlightening one, and one that is packed with truth. Just one week before we re recorded our conversation, Professor Verveke published a monologue discussing his perspective on AI. ChatGPT was just emerging as one of the biggest players in artificial intelligence, OpenAI as well. And he raised the alarm saying that we have to be careful with these new, found, newly found technologies as they might not only impact negatively social interactions, they might also create and deepen a meaning crisis. So I had a great hope and a great fear. I, I knew autonomous AI was coming, but I had a great hope that it would be driven by science and that science would give us a deep understanding of intelligence and consciousness and wisdom and that science could be linked to helping people to become more rational, more wise, alleviating, uh, you know, linking the projects of uh, AI to the project of uh, alleviating the meaning crisis. I had the hope that, and my great fear was that people, somebody would just hack their way into AGI without advancing the science significantly. And because my worry is when we do that, when we create technologies that have not been produced by science and have a science that has been set within a philosophical framework, that has been really, really a bad idea. And unfortunately, um, it turned out we did, we did, we, uh, my greatest fear came true rather than my greatest hope about this. Professor Breveki also touched on the philosophical implications of AI on enlightenment and the future of all humanity. He discussed how models, one of the, the population segments in the workforce that has already lost their jobs, we would never have imagined, I would have never imagined that the first people to lose their jobs to AI would be models, and that was really enlightening and quite frightening because we, even though we believe we can envision how AI will affect our lives, it will be so difficult to really catch the curve. It's, it's in such an exponential growth, this curve of AI, that in a year we might not be able to even envision what's happening Deep fakes are getting more and more accurate, which is a topic that we discuss on our conversation. We don't need models anymore, like for photography. We don't need models anymore. Right? Just that's the kind of thing that is literally starting to happen right now. And that is only a foretaste of the impact this is going to make. And it's going to go greater and greater and greater until our sense of who and what we are is going to be deeply, deeply challenged. So in both senses of the word, existential, in that our very existence might be threatened, at least some of our economic and political existence, but maybe actually our biological existence might be threatened. And in and the other sense of existential, our sense of meaning, our sense of what we are and who we are and what it is to be a human being is also seriously going to be challenged. Fake videos are becoming the norm I believe that in 2024 and on, from then on, most of the content you'll consume and I'll consume in social media and in social media platforms and YouTube and everywhere will probably be derived in some form 
by AI, probably it'll be created uh, in its entirety by AI. And so we have to keep an eye on those kind of conversations. We have to keep engaging in those conversations, asking ourselves, how will this impact our time on earth and our social interactions and social engagement, not only with other people, but with ourselves, with our, with our sense of identity and who we are. So with Professor Berveiki, that was really a highlight of the conversation. Next up is Paulina Pompliano, the author of Hidden Genius, one of my favorite books of 2023, which I strongly recommend you to read. In Hidden Genius, Paulina shares all of the, the ways the most successful people think and all of the, the, their secret mental models that have made them become the best version of, of themselves. And one of my favorite questions when I hosted Paulina was, what are some of the mental frameworks that successful people, including her, use when facing adversity? In her words, Elon Musk said that a lot of us don't have a great firewall when it comes to our brains. A lot of us just read something and we adopt that belief and then mistake it as our own. But it's actually somebody else's belief and somebody else's words. And I think the only way that A, you learn about like, wait, why do I believe that? Is when there is healthy debate instead of just like a shunning that we're seeing in society lately. The other thing is just examining, okay, I have this belief. When did I start believing that? Is it outdated? Are these my words? Asking yourself those questions and also finding a group of friends that challenge you often without judgment is probably key. Shows how we can really unlock our true potential by changing the framework of how we engage with fear, with adversity, with challenges, with risk. And how to take a leap of faith, one that I took my, on what that I personally took this year, and why a million failures might actually become the stepping stones for one massive success. So I highly recommend you tuning for that conversation. And lastly, the last conversation I want to highlight with you today is with Ana Lorena Fabrega, the author of The Learning Game. Again, one of my favorite books of 2023. As I told her during our conversation, I believe that her book is really not an educational book, is one that covers how to live a better life, how to engage with the world with a newly lens and a lens that is based on awe and curiosity and inspiration. And those three themes are not really covered or, or we can really see them in our current educational system. And so with Anna, we explored her book and the ways we can revolutionize and ignite the potential of our children, our future leaders, and how we can reboot our educational system. The things that we did in school did not really translate to the real world. I'm like, this whole notion that kids have to wait until they're 18 to contribute to society is mind boggling for me. Um, because like what? Like we just expect them that after 18 years of being confined in this like make-believe places like schools where, you know, there's like learning going on and then we put them in the real world and it's like you're expected to know what to do. How? How are they going to know what to do if they, they really have a chance to do anything until they become 18? And so I feel like we should involve them from the beginning and have, you know, sort of like you know, forget about this myth that learning happens in school. Learning happens everywhere. For me, this conversation was one of the most engaging and fun that I had. Reading her book really created so many new ways that I see the world, not only the educational system, but again, Anna reveals how 
all of us or most of us or many of us who, who just incursed were part of an 18-year-old experiment which was, you know, school altogether have developed a mental framework that goes into autopilot mode, thinking that life is a test that we should succeed on. What does succeed? What does success truly mean in life outside school, and how can we really create a new definition of success within the classroom so we can fulfill our potential and positively impact the lives of others as we get out of the school? And so I truly appreciate her joining me, and I hope she can join me again in 2024. All in all, 2023 was one of the best years for the podcast and the privilege of having these conversations that really changed the way I see my time on earth and really helped me connect with new, with a newly found community that is curious about the world around them, is curious about truth, what does truth mean in a world that AI is going to hijack a lot of brains, a lot of software is going to hijack the way we see our time on earth, the way we engage with other people, with people with conflicting perspectives. And not only regarding AI, but what does truth mean in a world where we can't have meaningful dialogues with people who might disagree with us? And it's getting harder every day. So having the opportunity of connecting with people who are interested in engaging with us, with those kind of conversations really encourages me and I do see that 2024 will get better in that sense as we really get out of our comfort zone and try to connect with disagreements with people who disagree with us. In 2024, you should expect more episodes, more mind-blowing conversations with even more amazing guests, more brilliant minds. You should expect the cadence, you should respect a more a faster rhythm, perhaps around February you will start to notice a weekly podcast being released instead of a bi-weekly. And you'll also notice that I'm going to be doing more of these solo episodes, highlighting some of my own personal ideas as I host Brilliant Minds and I explore the truth with them. And also covering some of my own ideas beyond because as I, as I, as I mentioned before, I wrote a book in 2023 which will be published next year i will keep you posted on that as more developments happen but this book really was really this book really was a result of having the opportunity of of engaging with the world world's most brilliant minds with engaging with you all of you who listen and give me your comments and it also is is a result of personal experiences and how I see the future of work, the future of career, the future of life and creativity and meaning as we embark on a world that is going to change dramatically with AI and with other, not only with AI, but in its entirety. A lot of people are yearning for more meaning and more connections and most of us, including me, want to honor their time on earth. And this book, I hope it shares that guide with all of you and it and I will share more on that later on as the year goes by you should also expect more content I'm also exploring a way for some of you those who ex support the podcast you know rating it giving me your thoughts and also 
subscribing to a premium version of the podcast to join me live as these interviews happen, as these conversations happen. We'll also host Q&As, monthly Q&As. We'll do a bunch of more things come 2024. And you should expect conversations with presidential candidates, with leading thinkers, with the most influential people on earth. And not only that, people who you may have not heard of and will drastically change the way you see life. You see a new perspective, perhaps on science, perhaps on politics, on philosophy, on technology. And so I cannot wait to share all of that with you come 2024. I thank you again from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to 2023 and giving me your thoughts, giving your feedback, showing your support by rating the show on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, giving me your specific comments. And if you heard throughout the entire year, thank you. If you shared an episode with someone you love and they gave you comments on it, thank you. If they liked it, thank you. If they didn't like it, thank you. Just I genuinely appreciate you sharing it and giving me your support. And this is just, even though it's a cliche, it's just the beginning. You're going to see big changes happening throughout 2024 through conversations in this podcast where we'll continue to explore the truth with the world's most brilliant minds. We'll continue to engage in difficult conversations to truly make a dent in the universe, stand in the shoulders of giants and engage with the world all around us and with people all around us with curiosity and with a lens that's trying to uncover the truth. Because now more than ever, truth is one of those words we might have difficulty trying to pinpoint what it is, but I believe all of us know deep within us that when we hear something that is truthful, it strikes a nerve, it strikes a core, it strikes it strikes a chord in our core. So I'm hoping that this podcast, this project does that with you, and I cannot wait to embark on that journey myself. And if you heard up until now on this bonus episode of the wrapping up 2023 and introducing 2024, I would sincerely appreciate it if you share it with your loved ones and if you rate the podcast on Spotify or on Apple. And if you're not part of the YouTube community, go ahead and subscribe because 2024 is going to be a year that will truly change this podcast. And so with that, I wish you a great start of the year, a great holiday season. Stay safe, stay curious, and keep looking up. Take care.